When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Dining at Disney. And before we launch into the show, we've got some travel deals for you, Kristen. Why don't you tell them about their latest travel deal? Well, if you are looking to visit Walt Disney World, you can take advantage of the Stay Play and Disney Dining promo card. Uh, you have to purchase a minimum of a five-night, four-day vacation package uh, at any of the select Disney World Resorts, and you can save up to $150, which means if you stay 10 nights, you get $1,500. Ooh, I Again, like it. Again, that's the amount for the deluxe resort, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not every day you get money back from Disney, is it? <laughs> Not like every it. day you get money to spend on food at Disney. No. True that. True that. Uh, anyway, how can people email you to take advantage of this great deal as well as other deals when it comes to di- traveling to the Disney parks, Universal, or any cruise line imaginable? You can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Dining at Disney Podcast. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. The Dining at Disney Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Dining at Disney Podcast. I am Kristen, Disney park enthusiast, foodie, travel expert, and future Orlando homeowner. (laughs) Future Orlando (laughs) homeowner. That's good to know. I've got my goals. I've got goals. I've got goals. Al John Go here, producer, and I'm a lifelong Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan. Welcome to the show. If you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe to the show and ring that bell. Click it because you want to know when new podcasts and new video content gets posted every single time we do. So uh, go ahead and do that. Now, Today, yes, we have a very special guest. We do. It is my co-host, my other co-host. I thought you were going to let me talk. Yeah, you can. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is your co-host on Skull <laughs> Rock Podcast, <laughs> author, Dave Bossert. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's great to be back with you guys. I know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, Dave. It's like it's like we talked yesterday almost. I know, almost. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, you've been very busy. A lot of people might know this, the fact that you are an award-winning author with a bunch of awesome books. You've got a great website, davidbosser.com, where you uh, have got so much diff- uh, content regarding Disney, almost uh, being a Disney historian yourself, working for the company for how long did you work for Disney again, Dave? A little over 32 years. Yeah, you see, that that gives you one of those really cool pins at <laughs> 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 a really cool service award. But I mean... I mean, it's a it's a long time to be with the the company, especially when, you know, you got there, right 
as the Disney Renaissance was taking place. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, I, you, you look back now and you go, wow, it was unbelievable. What a time. But in the midst of it, you you were sort of like, are we still going to have jobs? Are they actually going to still make animated movies? You know, because there was there was talk, uh, you know, in the in the mid to late 80s about shutting down uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios. You know, when when Michael Eisner and Frank Wells and Jeffrey Katzenberg came in, they didn't really know much about animation at the time. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Roy E. Disney, who was vice chairman of the company and the guy who really saved the company and brought in that new management team you know uh they very well may have shut down uh animation wow it's crazy to think that they were going to parcel off and basically sell off different portions of the disney company and basically dissect it for its parts and um i i it's hard to imagine considering what the company has become today yes because instead of getting rid of things they acquire things (laughs) yeah no, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's really amazing. And, and you know something, Walt Disney Animation Studios, you know, uh, really thrived. And there was that, you know, now we call it the renaissance of Disney animation, uh, you know, through the uh, late 80s and into the 90s and early 2000s. And, and you know, I think, you know, when I look back, uh, certainly animation you know, is a cornerstone of the company. And, you know, Roy E. Disney said uh, that if animation was well, the company would be doing well, you know, and, 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 you know, when you look at animation at Disney over the, uh, over the decades since the company started a hundred years ago, um, you know, it's, it's had its ups and downs, but it's always survived. And, and it's always put out stellar movies. And you know what? Yeah, every so often you're going to get, you know, a, a blooper, uh, something that doesn't do that well or doesn't resonate with the audiences. But, um, you know, even so, uh, uh, they they can continue to turn out great films. 100%. Now, uh, before we get into the food talk, because we're going to talk about some of your favorite Disney restaurants and such and your latest uh, stuff. Kristen, you had something you wanted to add? I was going to say, if mm-hmm. that had happened, some of my favorite Disney movies never would have been made. That's true. Can you imagine? I know. And, and, you know, and and also, it, it, you know, when you think about the history of the company, if if uh, Walt didn't lose Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, would he have ever created Mickey Mouse? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, a lot of a lot of crazy things, a lot of twists and turns over a century uh, of this company's history. It's mind blowing when you think about it, because, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. And Walt Disney was at the crux of all of that from losing Oswald that you have in your book, Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit, that you can check out at davidbosser.com. <laughs> I got to make sure to put that little ka-ching. I'll that, just go ka-ching every yeah, time you mention one of my books. I need, I, I need the, the cash register to, to, to do that. But uh, between that and, of course, you know, teaming up with uh, Buyworks and and the multiplaying camera and all the technology that he it was behind uh, all those great Disney films to give it that scope and that that uh, depth of field. And it's just really amazing how the company has, has grown and still continues to uh, push boundaries in terms of technology and filmmaking. 
It, it really does, you know, and I think, you know, when when people look at some of the things that have gone on over the last couple of years, you know, they, it was a rocky road. Um, you know, uh, Disney in particular got hit very, very hard with the pandemic because it affected so many of their business units. But you know what? They they survived, you know, and uh, and, you know, oftentimes when there's so much uncertainty and and choppiness, uh, there's there's also great opportunities. And, and I really think that um, uh, there's a lot of great days ahead uh, coming off of this pandemic. I think the company's going to be stronger and better and bigger and doing great things. Speaking of doing great things, Dave, you did a great thing recently. You just released your 3D National Parks book, which, you know, we love here because we love the parks, uh, not just the Disney parks, but the national parks. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Kind of as a follow up to your, uh, you know, 3D Disneyland book. And uh, you've got a bunch of other stuff in the works. You want to kind of give those a plug real quick at the top of the Sure. You know, I, I just... Uh, 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 several weeks ago really finished off uh the text for uh the house of the future walt disney mit and monsanto's vision of tomorrow mm -hmm. and so that's being designed and laid out uh as we speak and that's coming out later this year and uh also uh believe it or not uh i have another book from disney editions that's coming out in september uh tim burton's the nightmare before Christmas visual companion, which by the way, I have to tell, I, I got to tell your audience. I wrote that book five years ago <laughs> for the 25th anniversary. <laughs> and, you know, it got delayed because Tim at the time was doing the Dumbo movie and they had some Dumbo books and he has his own designer that he wants to have a hand in designing his, his books. So uh, we were delayed a little bit because they were doing some Dumbo books and then uh, scheduling wise, uh, it kind of got pushed along and then the pandemic hit and then they furloughed like most of the publishing group at Disney in 2020 and early, you know, for like eight, nine months. And then people started working at home. And so then they looked at it and said, well, let's just wait until the 30th anniversary. <laughs> so, and I don't blame them. You know, I mean, I certainly would have liked for it to come out uh, for the 25th, but you know what, it's going to come out this year for the 30th anniversary. And it's going to be a big uh, celebration of Tim's movie. And I'm super proud of that book. Uh, and I'm glad it's going to finally see the light of day i am too i am very excited about that because that is one of my favorite movies so i yeah and, and you know something i i love that film myself i did a little work on it when it was being made back in 92 93 and you know uh having the opportunity to to sort of write a behind the scenes of how that whole movie came together and, and go and interview a lot of the filmmakers you know i talked to most of the animators and a lot of the production people the the folks making the puppets and all of that uh, so there's a lot of really great stories behind the scenes. I spent some time with uh, Danny Elfman and with Tim and with Henry Selleck, who directed. And, you know, it's um, I, I think it's it's one of these books that just is going to reveal a lot more information about that movie and a lot more of the behind the scenes. That's, That's very awesome. cool. Can't wait. Well, I guess it's time for some food talk. Yes. 
So Dave, wh- why don't you tell us about your last visit over there to Napa Rose? Cause it's one of our favorite restaurants there at the Disneyland resort. Yeah. You know, um, I love going to the Napa Rose. Uh, I mean, the executive chef there, Andrew Sutton is just fantastic. And he, he's like the executive chef for the whole resort, but his like home base is Napa Rose. And I, um, I love that atmosphere. Uh, there's there's this craftsman style quality to the interior. Uh, they have a great wine list. And uh, I generally, when I go there, by the way, I have the Vintners menu. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you pick from, you know, three or four categories and it's all paired with the wines. That's right. <laughs> And that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And um, and you know something, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I've often had people, you know, over the years, say, hey, can you get me into Club 33? And I've always tried to steer them over to the Napa Rose and go, you know, I think you're going to love the Napa Rose much better because it's it's difficult to get anybody into Club 33. I, I have a tough time getting in there sometimes, but um, I would say that um the napa rose is a great experience not only from a culinary standpoint because the food is just off the charts as far as i'm concerned but also the atmosphere and and one of the reasons why i really like the napa rose is just because it's kind of an open and and it's airy it, it it's you know it feels nice it feels comfortable Whereas with Club 33, it, it's, you know, lower ceilings and it's a little smaller dining rooms. It's not as open uh, for me. But I will say that since they had done the whole remodel of Club 33 and added that new section with the bar and everything, it, it's spectacular up there as well. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling people, you know, you can get a great experience at the Napa Rose as well, you know? Oh yeah. And they know their wines there too. So if yeah. you like wine, I mean, Dave you does. Have a, so do we. I mean, it's the perfect place to go. Incredible food. And they've got a fantastic wine list and, and everybody who works there knows what pairs well with what. And yeah. So if and, and they're and they're all just really nice people. I mean, it's just a very knowledgeable staff. It's really just top to bottom. It's it's such a great experience. And you know, it's funny on the wine list. You know, when you go through the wine list, like you'll see um, Silverado, which is you know uh, Ron Miller and Diane Disney Miller's uh, winery. Uh, they have the Silverado on there. I believe the last time I was there, uh, there was wines from um, uh, Kurt Russell. Did he have his? Kurt, thank you. Kurt yeah. Russell from the Kurt Russell winery. Um, and I think, I think there Skywalker's was, up there, too. I, yeah. And I think also um, uh, Fess Parker. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, in fact, I I have a bottle of Fess Parker uh, in my pantry with a little coonskin cap on it. Oh, (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They make these little caps that go on top of the bottle. (laughs) That is so cool, of course. You know, you would expect that. But that's really cool. And um, we have not, Kristen and I have been lucky enough, Dave, to go to club 33 before the remodel several times yeah and hopefully when we make it back up there we'll all have to go to club 33 
Yeah, I know. I, I absolutely, you know, since the remodel, it's absolutely spectacular, you know, and, and, and by the way, you know, I, I'm not knocking it at all. There's a mystique to it, you know, and, and I get that, you know, um, and, uh, but, but there's also, if you can't get in there, there's so many other great places, you know, just below, um, the, uh, just below club 33, you've got the, um, blue Bayou restaurant at pirates of the Caribbean. And I've really enjoyed going in there, uh, from time to time. In fact, I can tell you guys many, many years ago, I took my, my group, my special projects group. I had, I think there was like 18 of us. Um, and we sort of did like a, uh, team building day, uh, wow. you know, which was an excuse for me to get a bus to take the whole staff down to Disneyland. And, uh, and we had lunch in the blue Bayou. You know, and uh, and it was so funny because, you know, I, I talked to the manager of the Blue Bayou and I told him I was going to bring this whole group down and want to have one big table and da, 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 da. And uh, and it was totally like he he was so great and, you know, put everything together and did a did a, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of a short menu that people could pick from a couple of, you know, a starter and a couple of appetizers and stuff. Um, and and they just put the whole thing together. It was really fantastic. Well, you know, it was, you know, uh, Mardi Gras. So that's a perfect place to go for all of that stuff over there in New Orleans <laughs> well, they, Square. I was in New Orleans Square. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Square Park. Yeah. But, you know, actually one of my one of my favorite uh sandwiches really uh is the Monte Cristo. Mm. You know, I think that's like their signature like one of their signature entrees is the Monte Cristo sandwich. It is a must have for me every time we go. Yeah. God, it really is. a lot of food. It is a lot of food. It, it is. It is. Yeah, you got to be prepared. You, or you could split well, it with Well, that's what Taylor and I did the one time we had we split that and we split an order of fries. There you go. And we didn't even finish everything. Yeah. The two of us. I do like the I do like the fact that over the years Blue Bayou still remains that kind of charm, you know, still has that charm that has always really been there pretty much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and you know, it's also on a hot day at Disneyland. It's a very cool space. Oh, from, oh, from, yeah. a, from an air conditioning standpoint, it's very, you know, uh, it, it's it's sort of really cool in there. When you're at Disneyland, Dave, when you're at Disneyland, sorry, my throat is killing Well, there's me. not many restaurants that you can <clears throat> sit and dine and and be a part of an attraction. In a sense. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's an immersive it's an immersive space. You know, yeah. but you know, look, it, I also I have to say, uh, I think it was last year sometime I I met a group of people down there um, and we went and had corn dogs at the Little Red Wagon. Yeah. You know, and uh, those are, um, I mean, just incredible. Uh, you know, it's right off the hub right next to the carnation restaurant in fact you can get your corn dogs from the truck and then go sit up at one of the tables on the patio uh, outside the carnation restaurant and i i have to tell you they're probably the best corn hand dipped corn dogs i've ever had they really are good it's high praise i love the corn dogs at disneyland resort i absolutely you like the, well you always get the fried 
cheese over fried at cheese over at corn, the corn dog, dog castle, castle. Which Jeez. I, I love. I you better go see a cardiologist, my friend. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure, but it's like a good thing I don't go there often because whew, that'd be insane. But I mean that that's one of the best parts about being at the park and especially at Disneyland because their their cart food is so good as opposed to yeah. Disney World, you know, well, because quick the, service. The quick service and the I think carts. overall is better at Disneyland because there's there's a wider variety of things, yeah. whereas I think you see wider variety in like Epcot and Animal Kingdom. But other than that, it's a lot of your typical like quick service kind of food, like Magic Kingdom and and mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. I feel that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. So at, at Disneyland, you know, you go to the parks, you you've got your hand in, you know, some attractions that have been there, et cetera, et cetera. But what's the what's the dave bossert go-to uh snack and the go-to drink there when you're when you're just hanging out at the park maybe with the family or with a group of friends you can pick one thing from each park sure what why, why not you know it, it it's funny uh if i go over to california adventure which i spent a, i have to tell you a funny story when they first built california adventure you know, there was a lot of controversy because there wasn't a lot of stuff in there. Right. And yeah. so they had this issue of, you know, huge crowds at Disneyland and then not a lot of people over at California Adventure, especially when the sun was going down. People would leave California. The people that were there would leave California Adventure and go into Disneyland because you had the fireworks and you had Fantasmic and there was a lot more stuff going on. Right. So they fixed that by putting in World of Color, which I was involved with and, and other things. But I spent a lot of time there when it was like the original small park with not a lot of stuff to do because anytime it was overcast or it would be like a light drizzle, I would take Nancy and the girls. I'd say, hey, let's let's go down to Disneyland and we'd go into California Adventure because it wouldn't be crowded. Yeah. You know, we'd walk on to, you know, uh, you know, Soren uh, and we, you know, do a couple of things and uh, and then have lunch. And we'd either eat at the, um, you know, there was the winery restaurant. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but we'd either go there uh, or if it wasn't, you know, too terrible, uh, we'd go over to uh, the um I forget the name of the hot dog place there. Um, award wieners. Award wieners. Yes, award wieners. Yes, award wieners has great hot dogs. You know, so I mean, my go-to if I'm in California Adventure is award wieners and getting a hot dog. Uh, but I've also eaten at Carthay Circle and 190. What is it? 1908, uh, which is the sort of uh, satellite Club 33 in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we have not uh, been in that. No, we haven't been to that one, but we love yeah. Circle, yeah. certainly. Yeah, Carthay is nice. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, in Disneyland, my go to really has to be the corn dogs. Yeah. You know, because the, the corn dog truck is, is just killer. You know, it's all they're about so, the dog for you. 
Yeah, they're so fresh. I really like them a lot. I can't think of any, you know, occasionally I get the um the rice crispy treat, you know, the chocolate dipped rice crispy treat, you know, on a stick. Uh, you know, something like that. Well, you're no stranger to amusement parks because you you're actually a New Yorker. Right. Yeah. So I mean I, I went to Playland in Rye, New York a number of times and Coney Island. And of course, if I go to Coney Island, I'm going to the original Nathan's. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Nathan's hot dogs and, and they have killer fries as well. They certainly do. Yeah. So I, I love those fries. Are they the hand cut type? Yeah, I think they do the hand cut uh, crinkle still, I think. Crinkle? Oh. Is it crinkle? Yeah, they're they're crinkle cut fries. Crinkle cut. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's been it's been a minute since I've been to that airport. It's the closest I can get down there because I I haven't been over to actual uh you know the actual park itself. But yeah, I mean Coney Island is fantastic. Uh, but uh, you know I ha I have to say I actually and I've told this to a number of people. I've actually been to Walt. I was at Walt Disney World twice before I ever went to Disneyland. Oh yeah. So my first visit to Disneyland wasn't until 1980 when I moved out to Los Angeles. But um, when I was growing up in New York, my parents took us all down to Walt Disney World. I remember being there in uh, 1976, bicentennial year. Uh, and uh, and you got to remember the park then it was the Magic Kingdom and a couple of resorts. That's all that was there. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's really grown since then. It's come a long way, Dave. Um, so. Out of curiosity, have you been to Avengers Campus recently? No, not yet. Okay, I haven't. I was going to ask you. We're going to talk about the. We're going to talk about Ant Man on 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 Skull Rock for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I did uh, see the. I did see that on uh, in IMAX. It's it was, it's a spectacle. It is something else. It is. Yeah, else. And, and you know something. It's all about Paul Rudd. It's yeah. true. Yeah, Paul Paul Rudd is so great. He's he's just got such a great presence. Yeah, you can't say that they didn't have good uh, casting for Ant-Man because everybody plays such a great role in that film. Yeah, it's such a great role. But um, moving on, you know, to from Disneyland, do you have any other Disneyland uh, questions or thoughts? Well, you know, the uh, the thing I was going to mention about Disney about the Disneyland Resort is all the restaurants that they have on downtown Disney. Yeah, you know, and I we we've had breakfast a number of times at uh, the La Brea Breaker, uh, Bakery, which is now uh, being taken out and replaced. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be Earl of Sandwich. Earl, well, they got Earl of Sandwich. They're putting an Earl of Sandwich there. Mm -hmm. Really, I haven't eaten at an Earl of Sandwich. Have you? We yes. love it. Do you? We love it. You gonna tell them about your favorite sandwich there? Oh, it's it's Thanksgiving. It's a turkey Thanksgiving sandwich. Oh, has it got cranberry the on it? Holiday. The holiday, yes. It's got the the turkey, the smoked turkey, and the cranberry sauce in there with and some stuffing. Stuffing, yeah. It's, oh man, do they have that year round or only at the holidays? I think they have it year round, actually. Oh, all right. You know, they actually opened an Earl of Sandwich not far from my home. I never had a chance to go over to it because it opened and then it closed. What? Wow. Yeah, it was it was only there for a couple of months. And I kept saying, ah, I, I want to go over there and get a sandwich. And when I finally decided to go over there, it, it had been closed down. I wonder if it was just a victim of the pandemic. 
I, you know, something I, I, I doubt it because I think it closed down before the pandemic. Oh, right. So, huh. so I, I just think it was where it was located. It was a terrible location. Mm. You know, I think, I think a place like that needs to have a lot more in the way of foot traffic. And this location they picked was just a bad location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the red Robin we had over by the mall. That was in a really, really weird place yeah, in the parking lot. Really weird place. Well, anyway, well, that's, that's cool. I mean, you know, that I love, well, I don't know what else we could, we could say about, uh, uh, about the location, Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich. But you know something. I, I I will say though. I I do like the fact that they do change things out periodically. You know. Um. I just hope they never get rid of the red wagon with the corn dogs. Yeah. Uh. Because I I actually think that they the line that forms for that for those corn dogs is is unbelievable, and it's amazing how quickly they they keep you know turning out those hand dipped corn dogs for people they must be making a bazillion dollars per square foot for that little truck you know no, I, I wonder how much those those carts make because they they absolutely turn so so yeah. quickly well that one and then you have the popcorn as you enter the park that i think yeah. those are two that i don't think you can change them because i think people would probably riot over that yeah, yeah. like so it, you know, the other thing I do enjoy is a soft serve ice cream, you know, and, and it's funny because like when I go up to Maine every summer and there's these like roadside shacks that have, you know, soft serve. And, 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 and I have to tell you, you know, soft serve ice cream for me, it may, when I have one, it makes, it makes me feel like I'm on vacation. I love that. I love that. And that's, that's the way we feel when we have Dole Whips. <laughs> you know yeah but it's just but you're absolutely right you know you, you, this food brings back so much nostalgia the corn dogs the churros the popcorn and of course the soft serve the dole whip i never do the popcorn at the parks yeah. you yeah. know and i i think the reason why i don't do the popcorn at the parks is because i go to the movies every week oh, you know cool. and i don't have popcorn every week but periodically i i get a bucket of popcorn and i just like associate popcorn with being at the movies yeah and i don't want to walk around the park you know digging my hand into a bag for <laughs> popcorn and having buttery greasy fingers you know what i mean so i just never i just never get the popcorn at the parks well, you mentioned uh, the downtown Disney area. We, there are so many great eateries in downtown Disney. Um, other other than you know La Brea, which you know rest in peace, La Brea. <laughs> Is there any other places that you you like over there? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Uh, you know, we talked about the uh, the little winery restaurant that's in uh, downtown Disney. Uh, excuse me, in California Adventure and the Ward Wieners. Uh, trying to think if I don't think there's really anything else down there that I frequent that much. You know, there's a couple of places I've been into once or twice. You know, um, and uh, you know. I have my, most of my memorable dining experiences outside of the Napa Rose or Club 33 are down in Orlando. And, you know, we talked about some of those when I was on the show a couple of years ago, um, you know, flying fish at the boardwalk resort 
is is probably my favorite restaurant uh at, at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort uh because of that potato crusted red snapper dish that their signature dish there is is just killer and if you haven't if 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 you haven't experienced that you should at least do it once uh because i just think that that's such a great great uh restaurant and uh and of course at the top of the contemporary if it's still there the california grill still there uh yeah which is which is a really i think a terrific restaurant and if you get a table by the windows and uh, you know if you're if you're positioned properly you can actually see the fireworks show yeah uh from up there which is really killer and, and i i have such a great memory of that restaurant because i went up there and had dinner with roy e disney Ooh, and, okay. and and as we were finishing dinner the fireworks were going off. Oh, and wow. It was just, you know, and, and, and any place you went, uh, you know, any anytime you, you went to one of the parks with Roy E, it was like, you, you know, you had, you know, you were walking around with the platinum card next to you, you know, he, <laughs> pretty he, much. He, 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 you know, the, the, the full on backstage pass guy, you know, I was going to say he's the ultimate all access pass, not that you That's it already, because you're already, you're already there. Dave working on the parks and everything. You, you know, you've got all the, all the credentials to wear around your neck. Uh, it to you but i mean to have the the man with the last name disney you know pull out his cobalt card <laughs> yeah yeah hey you know i i have to say it's uh you know it, it, there was a lot of great experiences down there but you know that that's a terrific restaurant i also like narcosis uh which is over over by the floridian mm -hmm. uh that's right on the lagoon and uh that's a great restaurant and they just ours. refurbished it and redid the menu. Oh wow, yeah, I've I've got to go. I've got to go check that out next time I go down to Orlando because I know I I haven't been down to Orlando. Uh, gosh, it's got to be four or five years now. Well, oh wow, it's it's yeah. time and maybe just maybe when the Nightmare Book comes out, you might be doing a little bit of a book tour uh, there at the parks, perhaps. And, yeah, maybe. Well, exactly. we're we're gonna see. We're gonna see. That'd be really cool. But, uh, yeah. you know, we do we do love, you know, uh, going there over Narcosis. It's one of our favorite places to celebrate our anniversary, actually, along with the flying fish. So we have a lot of the same taste for sure. Well, they have the best dessert at Narcosis. Almond crusted cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm trying to think what else is down there that I've really, uh, you know, I, I'm a creature of habit. So, you know, when, when I traveled to Orlando to the resort uh, for business on a regular basis, I mean, sometimes I'd be down there a half dozen times a year. Uh, I'd always want to stay at the boardwalk just because I would squeeze in a dinner at the Flying Fish, even if I ate at the counter, you know, and that's the other thing that I love about some of those restaurants. Like, you know, we were talking about Napa Rose. They have the chef's counter. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you can go and you're you're sitting there. You're not sitting across from your partner. You're sitting side by side looking into the kitchen. And then you and then you have the chefs coming over and explaining the dishes to you. Um, and so the flying fish has a similar thing where you can sit at the counter looking in at the kitchen 
you're not necessarily, you know, talking with the chefs uh, because that's more of a, you know, a table service to the bar. Uh, but you're seeing everything going on and you, it's just, it, it, it's part of that immersion into the whole culinary world. And that's, you know, just a great experience. I love open kitchens like that, where you can see yeah. cooking the food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it just, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like a big show being put on, you know, and you're benefiting from the show with a, with a great meal that's being dropped down in front of you. Yeah, it's like watching an episode of Iron Chef, but there's no competition there. There you go. <laughs> you, know, you can feel all the flames. You can feel the flame yeah. heat from the kitchen, and you get to see how the uh, how the you literally see how it's made. You know, it's like you, I usually say, yeah, a lot of people they don't want to know how the the sausage is created and how the sausage is made, and you literally see how the sausage is made. So yeah, but you know something, I I think there's something to be said about that because you know those kitchens are super clean and the people working in them they know what they're doing. You know, oh yeah, you yeah. know, you go into some some restaurants, you don't know what's going on behind the doors. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you definitely, you definitely take your chances, but uh, they, that think, is it. I yeah. think often those places give better quality food because yeah. they can be seen. Yeah, I, 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 I such a way that you yeah. know there's less chance of mistakes or you know people can't be lazy or being watched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but I, I think, you know, um, uh, it, it, I think the common thread for me with any of the Disney restaurants at the resorts or on the cruise ships is just the immersion into a space. You know, the they're all they're all themed in, in some way, shape or form. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love the 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 uh, interior design of the flying fish. Uh, and, uh, I also love the interiors of the yacht and the beach club and some of the little restaurants and bars they've got in there. It's just, you know, part of, part of going out and having food and drink is, is the environment you're sitting in, you know, uh, the coziness oh, yeah. of it and all of that. And, and that's what I, I really love about, uh, going to a lot of those restaurants around the resorts. Now you mentioned Disney Cruise Line and you've worked on one of the restaurants, right? Yeah, okay. I actually I actually worked on a show that's in a restaurant. Yeah. So the 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 show director, the guy in charge of it, the the guy who really came up with the concept is Jerry Reese. We we had him on uh uh on the Skull Rock podcast as a guest uh, not too long ago. Uh but you know with that particular uh, experience, uh, the idea was as a guest, you come into this dining room and you get seated and you have a paper placemat in front of you and, a, and some crayons and you can draw a character. And it doesn't matter whether you're really good or terrible. Or you're just going to do a stick figure. You just draw something within the uh, space that's given you and the the uh, servers collect those before you start your meal and while you're eating they're scanning those drawings into computer system and 
they're being mapped. Your drawings being mapped onto pre-animated geometry, if that makes sense. Yes. Right. And and so when you're having your dessert, they do this whole show in the dining room where you've got this beautiful Mickey animation and he's marching out and he's leading this parade of guest drawings. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really when you see it, it's a very magical experience because you as a, as a guest, whether you have any talent or not, you've done some kind of a drawing and now you're getting the chance to see it, you know, uh, in in motion. It's moving. It's animating. And it, it was I have to you know give kudos to Jerry Reese because it's just a killer concept uh and you know I, I it was just an honor to be part of the team that that helped put that whole thing together on the cruise ship uh and again you know these are these are fun things that add to this immersion that you, you know this immersive experience that you have when you go into some of these uh restaurants uh whether it's at a resort or on the cruise ship it's awesome animators palette Animator's Palette. That was it. Yes. It's a great restaurant. And uh, a lot of people don't know, but Jerry Reese is when he's probably the most awarded Imagineer, I guess you can call Imagineer uh, around because he's won so many theme park awards over the course of, you know, decades. And so that's, that's really cool that you guys teamed up for that. And, um, and it's still cool. You know, it's state of the art. And I think he even won an award uh, for, for Animator's Palette. Yeah, I, I, I do think that there was a Thea award for that. Yes. I would love to see my Mickey head brought to life because that's the thing I can draw like, <laughs> memory. And it looks like it looks like, you know, the character, whereas like everything else I draw, it's not it's not there. But then again, I've probably drawn Mickey couple hundred times or so you know the two, the two of you, doodle thing like you're, I'm you're gonna a, have to you're gonna have to take a cruise you're gonna have to go on on the cruise ship and and experience it you we, know? Yes. We'll, we'll go on a cruise we'll take the kiddos when, with us once once the boy is potty trained yes he's getting there dave we're getting there. all right we're getting there. <laughs> all right well, awesome I, what an awesome show dave thank you so much for being here on the show we appreciate it. And uh, why don't you give a plug once again for you know your website and all the books there? Yeah, you know something. Uh, if you want to check out, um, you know everything on my website, it's davidbossert.com. Uh, you can also, if you're interested in any of my books, there's links from the book pages on my website to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. You can also go to. Um, uh, the old mill press.com. Uh, they've got a bunch of my books and some other books, uh, that are Disney related. If you're interested in that. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's going to be a great year because, uh, the nightmare before Christmas book is, is up on Amazon, Barnes and Noble books, a million for pre-order it's releasing September 26th. And then, uh, the house of the future book is releasing in October. That is exciting stuff. And we'll have all of those links in our show notes. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back on. I love coming on your show and talking about food at the parks. 
Oh, we can't wait. Next time. Well, yes, our, it it's not going to be two years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, come back anytime, Dave. You know, you've got a new project coming up and and we'll talk shop a little bit. And maybe next time uh, we'll talk about some more of your attractions that uh, you worked yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be a lot of fun. I, you know, by the way, I, I will mention, uh, um, uh, you know, I did a book, uh, The Animators Gallery. Eric Goldberg draws the Disney character that book came about because i had brought eric on to do drawings for a restaurant at shanghai disneyland ah yeah you know and it was kind of in the uh sort of uh uh in the uh style of uh al hirschfeld uh caricatures of the disney characters uh that were going to be framed and put on the walls of a restaurant in shanghai disneyland sort of like the brown derby uh down at the the walt disney studios park or uh sardi's the old sardi's restaurant you know where they had caricatures of the stars up on the walls um but when eric was done you know with these like 150 character drawings from every every you know film you know including the fab five but you know all the features from snow white up until i guess uh, at that time it must have been big hero six i think wow um, and so you know when i looked at this body of work i was like oh we should put all of this in a book yeah. you know and and so I pitched it over to uh, uh, Disney editions and and they jumped at it. So it's a, a it's a beautiful book that's available out there. Well, there you go. Please check it out. An animators gallery. Eric Goldberg draws the Disney characters. And Eric is also just what a wonderful, wonderful gentleman. Eric. Yes, met him absolutely. Three once. He's just a really, really nice guy. And uh, you can't believe, you know, he's still doing it after all these years, still doing it. I know it's crazy. It's absolutely amazing, Dave. Thank you so much for being the the mensch that you are. Just- hey, it was my pleasure. I look forward to coming back and seeing you guys soon. Take care. All right, Dave. Adios, Dave. Yeah. Well, there you go. I love it, Dave. You're on the show. It's like I, you know, it's like I just talked to him. I mean, <laughs> because you did. Yeah, it is. It's great though. Anyway, uh, thanks for. Oh, that's your line. <laughs> This this is this is not Skull Rock podcast. This is this this is my podcast. I'm so sorry, honey. You're go co-hosting. Go, on. go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Oh, you have one job. I have Come one job. on. I know. Sorry. <laughs> if you enjoy what we do please consider supporting the show. You can do so by becoming a sponsor or supporter on Anchor, or you can shop our links. We've got Amazon, Disney Store, Kingdom Stroller, and Garden Grocer. Al John, do you want to tell them where they can find Dining at Disney? Well, of course. You can find Dining at Disney and on their social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me, Al John. Go on Instagram as well. And don't forget, you can check out our other podcasts like Skull Rock Podcast with me and Dave Bossert every single week, dropping you behind the scenes of some of your favorite Disney films and books and streaming, all that good news. And then also, Kat, our other co-host, she co-hosts Eat the Pictures, bite-sized podcast full of food and film that you need to check out as well. And don't forget, you can join our Facebook group, which is growing by leaps and bounds every day, Dining at Disney. 
can check out our friends at Disney Dorks and the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. And, and also, for all of your Disney Universal and Cravel, Cravel, Cra- oh my gosh, Cruise travel. travel, I guess it's Cruise Travel, Cravel. <laughs> you just make it up Make it worse. I'm having your problem of talking that you had last week. Yeah, and I'm a professional. Cruise travel. <laughs> Whether it be River or the giant big ocean liners, you can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. My services are free. Until next time, bon appetit. Bye, Dave. We'll see you next time. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners.